Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello, everybody. Apples, pears, and chocolates. Anyone for the last of the apples or the pears or the chocolates now? I'd like to tell people what's happening here, Scarves and headbands. Jones's Road. Jones's Road. It's almost like that 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 avenue up to the Taj Mahal, with the it is the it's the it's just that. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't, isn't it? it? Jones's Road on a the all points a, at the at the Quins there in the corner, and is it the big tree? All the 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 crack outside and the tickets, tickets for sale, tickets for sale. What, what, your tickets. what are you talking about? We're talking about, about all Ireland. We're talking finally. about the all Ireland, Tommy. And this year it's in July, so it's a bit of a different vibe. This year it's kind no. of like the World Cup time, but it's. The GA final. It's amazing. Uh, it's a colossal folk moment, the All Ireland Championship. And people have memories that stay with them for their lives mm-hmm. of uh, ordinary men and women who put themselves through extraordinary trials and tribulations, getting fit and competing with one another. And sometimes uh, the one is a memory that sticks out in. Uh, well, there's a couple actually uh, of great GA memories. One is of the time where uh, Paul O'Shea gave your man a box uh, sometime <laughs> in the 70s and the ref just told him to stop. That was it. <laughs> you floored him with a box. The other time was Cullum O'Rourke. Who, yes. uh, he got his, he was hit so hard in the jaw, his head spun around five times. <laughs> uh, he was taken off. You wouldn't see it in Vietnam. He was taken off <laughs> like he was in the end of platoon. Sigorsky helicopter. And brought off to the sideline. <laughs> Not nowadays, he'd be, he'd be, <laughs> he'd be rushed into, rushed into Vincent's. Yes. And he'd be on a life support machine. Um, he came on again. There was no way he wasn't concussed. Like, it was the, I can't remember if it was the last, G, the last, was it the the last of the four Mead versus Dublin ones? Yes, I think it was the last of those uh, four matches. And if you can find that on YouTube, I imagine if you type in uh, Cullum O'Rourke's clatter to the head Mead versus Dublin, it is you wouldn't see it in the Magnificent Seven. Just the way he dropped, he just dropped, and he came back on. Yeah. And my final amazing memory is of Galway versus Tip. In the All Ireland Hurling quarter final semi final, I think it would have 1983? been 1983. No, Hector, this these are my memories, not yours. <laughs> you can do your own. Okay, you have your own memories. Sorry, Tommy. Go on, Tommy. Uh, it would have been maybe five years ago. It was when Joe scored the point from just beyond the halfway line, yes. and there was uh, it was phenomenal because he was lying flat down on the floor, and there were twenty seven tips 
uh, 15 players on top 8 subs and 3 selectors lying on top of him <laughs> <laughs> and the ball still managed to fly out over the bar over the bar Brilliant. and the other great memory I have from the GAA Jesus is um, I was at the final the following year when uh, Limerick won remember Joe had a he'd a, he'd a goal to point from uh, Navin he was in Navin and the goalposts were in Dublin <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and it just it just fell short and then the ref blew the whistle and yes. Limerick had won by a point or two and I turned around and I don't know how long it had been since Limerick had won the All-Ireland but it was a fair while yeah. and I turned around and this owl lad this Limerick owl lad he wanted them all um, uh, cottony ropey yeah the things around his neck yeah, yeah the headbands around his neck and he was crying because it meant so much to him that his county had won the All-Ireland um, but that's, it's about colossal folk memory yeah of other side kinds of tears as well I've cried in Crow Park quite a lot in the last 10 years so you have like and you'll be crying again in September and you'll cry again in July it's the finals in July this year I know yeah, but you'll, you'll cry again Why, what'll happen then because I've gotten friends in the place slip on down to the oasis why your stepping on be balling it, you know? we'll be wearing the we stuff. love you Garrett we'll be wearing the Wrangler jeans um, yeah but like I suppose we are we're lucky in Mayo too like I remember my first that's not a phrase you hear we often lucky we are in, lucky in Mayo to have the joy of being in an All-Ireland final and being in that road and that journey all through the summer and all through the year to get there and I, my first All-Ireland final was in 1996 yes. Mayo versus oh, me oh my word and there was the big fight yes. and was it John what's happened to John Coyle that wasn't a what's fight it? It was a, your man Coyle was it a Colin, Colin Coyle, Coyle. Or was it John McDermott? Anyway, there was a fight. I know it wasn't. That, that was great. a shamazzle. It was like handbags and glad rags. It was like a teacher putting manners on junior infants. Just because, yeah. just because there was a no, load no, of lads under Hill Sixty, it was a bit of a shamazzle. Yeah, it was great. I'll crack. It's nothing I'd came say. of that. Ninety-seven. Then we had with Kerry. Um, so I've been to Crow Park loads for all Ireland finals, yeah. and they are magical. And yes. I've never been to a hurling one, but I have been to football, 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 football all the time. And it's just, there is something special about just the atmosphere before the match, the noise. And you can cannot, yeah. you cannot experience friendly that until you're well, in there. Amazing. There's the noise. I brought a friend of mine from England and I brought a friend of mine from America to different All-Ireland finals. And they were like, what? the hell is yeah. this like it's this the colour it's the two colours coming down Jones's it's road it's not having to separate fans it's having a point with your friend who's yeah. from Dublin afterwards no tension I brought John Bishop to the the year Galway won just before Limerick and a phenomenal match and John said to me that was the greatest fucking game I've ever seen in my life I used yeah. to do that Sunday sitting so on Today FM and I knew Tony McCoy had retired and he went to his first All-Ireland final and I rang him about an hour before, after the match on his way to Dublin Airport and he said he had never experienced and this is the 10, 15 time champion jockey. 20 Hector. 20 times. Is it 20? 20 times. 20 yeah. times. And this is, he said he'd never 
been at anything like it in his life, the Ireland hurling final. But even when you're driving into, you know, for us, from having people coming into Croke Park, you come along through Fibsborough and you come along down door and then you see the old SFX there, right? And then you try and get through the barriers in the car. And I always, in years later, I always wagged me way in the car to the back of Jewish. Nowadays, me and people going to Croke Park is like Protestants going to Loch Derg. <laughs> What's the name of that pub at the top of Jones's Road on the corner? It's a real one for the tip supporters. It's at the top of the Jones. The tree, the tree. No, I'm, I'm down Quinn's. at Quinn's on the corner of Jones's Road. Yeah. It is, What's the one with the tree, the crooked tree? The big, the big tree, tree, the big, big tree. tree. That's, a, that's an apartments now. It's a Quinn's. It's, a, it, it, it's just there on the corner and every every week it's different clans and different colours. And you always have to go down then to the Crow Park Hotel and meet someone with a ticket or Outside. you have to meet someone at the top of Jones's Road with the for ticket. Me, the for GAA Hurling and Football Championships are currently underway with matches on every weekend nationwide. Tickets can be purchased in advance at gaa.ie or selected centre and super value stores. Tickets aren't available at match venues. The referee has stopped. The referee has stopped the game. Mick Lyons' his hands is in the air. Joe McNally's on the ground. The referee has stopped it now and there's something happening. Tony Hannahoe. I hear a come off me. The referee has stopped it. McLean's hands is in the air. Uh, the All-Ireland <laughs> Finals this year are on in July. The Hurling is the 17th of July and the football is the 24th of July. Get your tickets at gaa.ie. And the seniors of today will be the juniors of tomorrow. And here comes Offley. Hector. Is that a VIP magazine? That's a VIP magazine. Give, <laughs> <laughs> give me a look at the Excuse day. me, did you get new teeth for us? <laughs> Does he have teeth? His teeth done for a oh, Tommy. No, it doesn't look <laughs> like him. I think that's his missus pretending to be him. Hang on. Hey, sorry, you had even a little gold um, jewel on your teeth. What? No. Hector. What year is this? There's a little thing on the, on his tooth, what Tommy. The gold cap. What year is what this? What year is that, Lisa? Look what at the trousers. Oh, my God. It's 2004 and it's an expose on, on VIP magazine. So big VIP with Hector. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this lad with the horse? Do you remember that? Where did you find that? Well, I'm suspect about your teeth. Look at the trousers. Picture. Look at my trousers on the other side. <laughs> I mean, he's dressed like a man that's gone playing darts without the belly. Oh, Jesus Remember Christ. that? Yeah, I do. That's did they, did the story the, the laddie in makeup? I don't remember. I'd say they did. I'd say there's a girl going, okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got a blow dry as well. <laughs> You got your hair back combed and got your rollers in your hair for the night before. What the fuck is this? Know. Where is the f- shoot? Where is the shoot? Why oh am I standing God. on top of the table? Oh my God. Ah, there were the days when you're getting your photograph taken. Is, is there any more okay. pictures? Oh, that's <laughs> another one. <laughs> He's here with an IFTA or something, is it? So the VIP came, that was 2004. That when was, did you win all the IFTAs? Uh, 2002 and three. Oh, uh, we won four and won the year That's before. Amazing. One the year before when they didn't have statuettes, and Gabe Byrne presented with me presented it to me in there's the Waterfront picture, Hotel, uh, Waterfront in Belfast. Oh, there's another one. Oh, in his, his, his native Indian gear. Show me the native Indian gear. Excuse yeah, look at me. that, Tommy. Beautiful. You're wearing something similar to it today without the feathers. Uh, that was Only Fools by Horses was in its prime then uh, on RT and that was the oh, fucking celebration. He's speaking a lot Tommy. about the Playboy Mansion throughout the entire theme of the Samantha interview. Samantha so we, we, we were clearing out the office in town. I say we, I mean Yvonne. And, oh, I must give a big shout out. There's a great organisation called Organised Chaos. Oh yes. Have you heard of them? No. Organised Chaos. 
I think they're Dublin based but they'll go anywhere in the country and if you have a load of stuff that you want to get rid of they will come to your house and help you choose what to get rid of so they, they, they're phenomenal so I they, could do um, with them coming to me for a while organised chaos so they, they cleared out our office well, in town with the help of Kevin and Caroline and Yvonne and we found a VIP magazine from 2004 because Yvonne used to uh, interview people for VIP magazine that is gas now That's if you ask me have I ever I'm done very a- much of a Joe Soap, he says. I don't go around in helicopters or wearing wax jackets down the stables or anything like that. No, no, I'm just an ordinary guy who lives next door to my neighbours and very much in touch with my community. I never thought I'd say this, but Traverse is now one of the best horses in Ireland. Now, Traverse is your horse. Traverse. Tell us the story of Traverse. Traverse, so only fools buy horses. I came up with the idea to buy a cheap racehorse when I found out that a guy who used to run a snooker club in Galway oh, yeah. called Porrick Maloney oh, Porrick, yeah. um, uh, was buying cheap horses for 700 quid, 1,000 quid, Freya and all these horses. And he, I used to see him and he goes, that horse won in Ballinorba. I said, well done. I said, how much did you buy that horse for? And he said, uh, 700 euro, 700 pounds. I said, no way. Who's your trainer? Pat Flynn. And I got this idea to buy a cheap horse. Went to Pat Flynn down in Ratgormick, in, uh, in the stables in Ratgormick, and Pat said, let's go for it. So we devised the plan to have £5,000, rode up the show. For one horse? For one horse. We had, That's, that, that sounds like a lot, though. That was the budget. We didn't even go near it. We bought the, we bought the horse for 850 And why would a horse be so cheap? Um, because... There are cheap horses out there, Tommy. They're not all. They're not all supremely bred. This horse wasn't supremely so the, bred. So uh, the 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 price of the horse would be more to do who with his mother and father Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Rather than how he looks. Absolutely. Okay. The bloodline. Brilliant. I'm going to post pictures of this. Stop the so I've I and I've I don't think I've ever done VIP since. The fucking head on that. So come here. Tell us about going about traverse. So, so so traverse. So we went. We devised the plan. I went to RT, I pitched the show to RT and they loved the idea and I said the name of the show is Only Fools Buy Horses where well, I'm going to buy a cheap horse and this is a, this is me following the horse as a soap Did they take much convincing? Nothing. They were, we were straight in. I met in a Chinese in in Donnybrook. You know as you're driving through Donnybrook and you come round this sort of a bend Donnybrook, with, the, with the rugby pitches. Donnybrook, yeah, just before that and if you look across the road there's a Chinese Yes. Yes, in there I met a man called... <laughs> And You're a great man for giving names. Yeah, full names, yeah. full names, addresses, date of birth, yeah, yeah, passport you number. Did, are you dying to be sued? Uh, <laughs> I, I pitched the idea. They loved it. And right, that was 2002. So I said, I'm going to make a show about a racehorse. Tell us how you pitch. How you like? We were driving up in the car, going over what you were going to no, say. No, not really. I did just you bring a PowerPoint. I just knew it was a really good idea. And I said, I've got a good. So idea. P- pitch it to me, Larita. Now, yeah, come on. What do you have? I, 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 what do you have? Dumplings. The dumplings, dumplings are good. Steve, will you have the gyoza? I'll have, you have the heck, will you have the gyoza? No, I'll have a tam yo I'd have a tam yo sauce. It's good to have a chicken I'll balls. I'll have a, a tam yum so- soup, please. And then I'm going to have um a gar- Congratulations on all your success. A garlic, we love the a show chi- here. We saw you on VIP magazine. I'll have, magazine. A, chi- I'll have yeah. a chicken and green And you're not mad for traveling around in helicopters. We love chicken that. and green. And you don't scallion. have any wax jackets. No. No. Scallions. scallions Chicken and green sauce oh, Chicken What's the, what, what, the mother from Carlo? Scallions <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink, actually? No, would you? I'm not going to tell you the story. Would you like a glass of wine? No, because the two of you point your chairs at me and you're like, look, we're at, we're look at you. We're just you're pitch you're idea. Pitching you've to got us. your sneer and you, and you have turned into the biggest sneer on this He's podcast. He's pointing at Tommy now. I'm just not, for... I'm pointing at you. <laughs> no, come on. Your level, you your level of, of sneering <laughs> has improved so much with us two. Oh, I love it.
over there. I, I, I am going to that. take a hundred. Sneer is probably a parish in Mayo, is it? No, sneer. You, That's scary. But you have improved your sneering. Thank you, Hector. And you've become a really good Thank sneer. Thank you, Hector. And you fit in Jeez. well with us too. That's so wonderful. tell us about pitching the idea. So I said to him, look, I'm going to. I'm going to banish the myth that you have to have millions to buy a racehorse. People think you have to have a helicopter, you have to be a multimillionaire to own a racehorse, to be at the races, to be in the ring in Galway. I said, I'm going to do it with a really cheap horse and I'm going to show the ordinary person around the country that anybody can get involved in the racehorse. And he said, love it. I said, by the way, I've got the name for it. Only fools buy horses. Sold! Sold! Give me the tum yam soup there. This Sold. is sweet and sour chicken. I'll take the bill. So it was a six-part series. and then Can we... you imagine the fellow who went into Channel 4 with the idea for my £600 wife? <laughs> <laughs> he brought pictures of her. <laughs> it, the, the title is everything, isn't it? Ah, it, it helps an awful lot. Desi B's one in the name of the father. Yes. Oh yeah, Superb. That was, that was Superb. Yeah, um, uh, I knew we had a good one. Only fools by horses. Only fools by horses. And everyone I've met since that have bought a horse are fairly, fair, fair, you're either a fool or very stupid or very wise. It can be one or the other, but... Beautiful. Yeah. Fra- it's phrasing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to all the horses, horse owners out there. So, yeah, you have to be lucky and you, it, it'll, it'll break you. Horses will break you and make you. So we did it. It's a great man for the cliches. <laughs> we did it. You didn't have half as many of them in the, the VIP the, magazine. The, the crack was that we were going to go to... Uh, England to the horses in training sale. There was a three-day sale in Newmarket. We were going to buy a horse that already ran. So we were getting a horse that was fit so we didn't have to wait six months or a year okay. to train the horse. Okay. And the horse was in competitive mode. And you had your trainer? We had our trainer, Pat Flynn, Ballangara Stables, Rackormick, Waterford County, Waterford. And there's a great pub down there, Maudie's, have to say hello to them. I lived in Carrick on Shore. We spent about two years on and off living in the hotel in the main street in Carrick on Shore. There's a little pub called Cooney's. Uh, we had a, a, some great nights in there. We were all set. Roscoe was the Roscoe's filament, right? Yes. We went over to Newmarket. We had the money with us. We went to the. So you had, you, had, you had five grand, but you wanted to spend about one. It depends if we want to spend seven hundred guineas all in or, cash? or two thousand guineas. What's a guinea? Cash. Well, you don't bring cash with you when you're buying a horse. You sign for it. All right, you don't pay any it's, money. It's not Smithfield. It's not bloody Spansel Hill. That's like buying a car. Like no, you pay no, Rita, I'm disappointed with you now with your show jumping. You know you don't buy a horse with cash right. and put them in the big, big sales. Right. Okay, this isn't... Well, I haven't got to that stage yet. This is at the yet. back of the shed now in Ballina. You're not dealing in cash here. Right. You're in Newmarket, the horses in training sale. Newmarket is the mecca for horses in training and it's got all the gallops. Newmarket is a town that has been brought up on horses. Henry Cecil stable, John Gosden's stable, Michael Stout. It is the, oh, yeah. the epicentre for horses in England. So we were there at the horses in training sale. Cameras rolling. 532 horses went through the ring. We're there for three days. And are you, are you looking specifically at price? Yes. Pat Flynn is with us and Pat is looking at horse after horse after horse. And he's gone out to the barn. He's going, how are you doing there? And so all the horses are in their little barns, their numbers on them. You have a book, like a Bible like this. And you go to lot number 217, a bay chestnut filly called Heathen's Rest. Oh, yeah. Ran once in Yarm- Yarmouth. That was like us picking partners for our debs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll through the table Sandra Monaghan yeah. a bay filly let's, let's go here to our, our Paddy <laughs> and Fidelma Monaghan watch watch, watch. 179 179 Bernie Gibney <laughs> why do you keep using real names of people because I want to see your reaction Tommy and that's all I see Tom she's beautiful Bernie Gibney was and probably still is a beautiful Leave and Hazel and Siobhan and alone, Catherine and Come all on. those beautiful girls you big you sound like a big Creep there, all the beautiful girls. They all had lovely bottoms, Father. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. We are, we are Back giving, to the horses. We are praising the, la- the women There's of no Navin. Need. 
God help us. God so, help us. So we're there going, Pat takes him out. So I'm looking at Pat Flynn and Roscoe's filming away and I'm there trying to get more out of Pat. Pat, what are you looking for? And Pat would be a wily character, brilliant trainer. I'd be going, <clears throat> Hector, I just want to see the, the back arse and I see the walk on the horse. And I said, what do you mean by the walk on the horse? He said, I want to see the horse trotting up and I want to see the horse walking. So we're standing outside. We've all got these Bibles and we're all with the pens and we're all looking at lot 162 because he didn't power. And there she's trotting up and Pat's looking at the way the horse is trotting. Then they're looking at the confirmation. They're looking to see the walk. Every horse if it can walk right, it can run it's exactly fast. Same as me the and Audrey do that to men all the time. We make them trot up and down to just have a look at their back quarters, their behind quarters. <laughs> then you take their bloods. You take their bloods as well. Well, so you were doing that. We so, did this all the so time. So I said to Pat, what's the story? He goes, look at the way the back of his, the back foot is catching the forefront. So where his last step was with his front foot, yeah. the back foot is catching that on the next step. And then I said, and he goes, no, I don't like that horse. And I said, what are you on about? Don't like the horse actor. See the way the horse is swishing its tail. A horse that swishes its tail is a nervous horse. Doesn't like any of that. Next minute, could I see the horse back in the barn, please? And then he goes, is he a biter? Is he a walker? I said, what did you just say? He said, I need to see how the horse is when it, the horse is in the stable. I said, what do you mean he's a biter? He said, he's a, he's a crib biter. That's what they called him. You're chewing the door. Chewing the door. Nervous. Biting, oh, yeah. biting. A crib biter. Un so I was getting all this knowledge. I'd often be like that at home now waiting for Yvonne to come back. <laughs> <laughs> at the window. <laughs> he's lying in the bed naked, chewing the, the locker. <laughs> uh, and then he goes, is he, a, is he a walker? Box walker. An awful lot. Not, not every horse, if they're nervous disposition, will walk in continuous circles around the stable. Sounds like you again, So it's me. a box walker. So yeah. crib biter, box walker. And a swishing of the tail. Another thing he said to me, so we, we're taking out horse after horse after horse. Eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the evening. Then off, off we'd go in and we'd go into the... The, the most expensive horse be, to be sold that weekend would have been for how much? 250,000, 300,000, 400,000. Wow. So we go in and we'd say, he'd say to me, you'd... Excuse me, you'd walk into the auditorium and they're there bidding. All right, is here lot number 151. See the bay filly, Chester filly. I'll start the bidding at 35,000. You can be 30, 30, 25, 20. Start the bidding at 50. Come on, she's worth it. She's out of a great mare. Come on, open it up. I'll open it up at eight. Eight I have. Eight, five, eight, five, nine. And there's a massive sign. Okay. Euros, dollars and sterling. Yeah. And there's hundreds of people in bidding on this horse. I'll set them all at one. Set them all at Sold. Thank you very much. Uh, Marley McGall's st stables, a beautiful animal. Okay, let's move on. So 532 times this happens. We're in there. Pat goes, I like this one. And then all of a sudden, it's like the, the nerves. Yes. He's there going, I like this one. And I'm there going, because <laughs> he wouldn't tell you. He doesn't want anyone knowing that he's interested. So we would stand in a very innocuous place, a very sort of almost hidden where not a lot of people can see you. He's just yes. at the mouth of the sail as the horse walks in. He's standing there and he's just cool as a breeze. All right, we'll sell this one now. It's uh, runs once for the... Uh, uh, well, it goes right. Okay, we start the bidding now on four and a half, four thousand. And then and once it goes over four or five, Pat puts in a bid. Four, and then Pat, all it was was a little flick. Nothing or a nod. Because they know the people who are buying. Okay. <coughs> it's an amazing skill that they have to spot these people who... They don't, not everybody wants you to see that you're the one buying. It's a game of cat and mouse. Yes, and horse. And horse. <laughs> Five or six times the bidding went over five grand and the horse was gone. And, so, you, and you stuck to that rule. So day one was over. We went back to no the, horse. We went back to the lodgings in Newmarket. Deflated. Oh no. Deflated. Day two. Would that be a good name for a horse? Deflated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
day two, eight o'clock, sunrise over Newmarket. We go down the gallops to see the Gosden horses working and the Godolphin horses. Oh my God, up the Newmarket heat. As, as, as it look, you look up the hill and you can see the ripples of early summer and the horses are working and you can hear the horses coming. <laughs> And they're just gone by you. Yes. And there's binoculars and there's Range Rovers and it's just, and we're in the middle of it with a hangover. Day two, back of the new market sales. And I'm looking around and I go, oh my God, there's Venetia Williams, the, oh. the great. Oh, uh, there's Venetia <laughs> Williams and there, all these trainers. So I said to Roscoe, come on, let's go over here and say hello to a few trainers just to get a bit of extra stuff. Because I said, I cannot believe I'm here buying my horse. This is unbelievable because I was on a journey. I was so excited to become an owner. And I went up, sorry, Venetia, how are you? Um, oh, uh, your posture, your mother's <laughs> posh voice. Hello, hello Venetia. Hello, 28515. <laughs> hello, Venetia. Hello, hello, darling. Hello, 29803. Can I help you? I said, Mom, what are you on about? So I said, Venetia, hi. Hi. Uh, oh, Venetia, hi. Hi, hi. It's, uh, my, my name's Hector. Well, I'm not going to go up to Venetia and go, go. Hi, Venetia. It's uh, Trina Kilgan here. <laughs> Five, eight, three, Trina Kilgan from Nocumber Stables. Yeah. Um, I said, Venetia, hi. Hector Hook on RTE television. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ah, forget the new Charlie Bird. <laughs> Had you the big boom mic with you, you did. I went up and I went to Venetia, can we get a word? Are you buying many horses? And she goes, sorry, no cameras. Get away from me. No cameras. Because it wasn't just around that time. Panorama on BBC had a massive scandal about fixing the horses and races in England and they didn't trust cameras at all. So oh, yeah. she blanked us straight away on the show oh, right. when she heard we were TV. But I said, we're not doing anything bad on horse racing here. I'm trying to... And she just walked off. So that's the last time I went up, went, went up to Venetia Williams, one of the great national hunt trainers in England. But anyway, so day two comes, Pat's in and we like another horse. Then we go over and see the horse and he walks the horse up and he trots the horse up and he looks at the confirmation, looks at the size of the back arse. He says, Hector, that's where the engine comes from. All of that back cars, the big muscle, don't like the look of it. I love this horse, but I don't like this horse because he showed me the white of the eye. I said, what do you mean, showing you the white of the eye? He says, come on up here and I'll show you. As we walk towards the horse in the barn, <clears throat> the horse turns to the side and the whole front of his eye pops out the pupil and he shows you all the white of his eye. And I said, Pat, what's the story? He said, I never liked a horse that looked at me like that. I don't like a horse that shows you the white of the eye. So there's all this information coming through. Pat's a very, very good trainer. But tell me now, so... It, it, you're looking at the horses walking around the stables, you're at the confirmation, but yes. in terms of you're not getting a look at the horse sprinting. No, but they've already ran. Okay. You're look, on the page, it'll tell you where it finished, okay. who the mother is. It goes back like Ancestry.com. Oh, yes. You can go back to great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers, yes. so you see the bloodlines. Yes. So Pat is a, Pat is a, Pat's a brilliant trainer. He had trained double Cheltenham winners. He had trained Galway Hurdle winners. He had trained over 500 winners at this stage, who I trusted in yes. him. Yes. And remember, he was, a, he was a horse trainer that was allowing a TV crew into his stables for a year, at least, to follow a horse that was only worth a couple of hundred quid. So his reputation was on the line. Now, not every horse trainer would allow you to do that. Right. And in years gone, years after that, Aidan O'Brien, because he loved that show, said, Hector, I absolutely adore that show. When I walked into Bally Doyle, he says, you can film whatever you want. Okay. So they trusted what I was trying to do because I loved horse racing. And I love it. So Pat then finally, day two goes, nothing. The sun sets over. More drink. The sun sets over <laughs> Newmarket. And me and Ross. that be a good name for a horse? More drink. Yeah. More drink. That's more drink on the outside, followed by deflated... <laughs> Spell it all together. Don't put any spaces in between it. And here comes and uh, and so day two was finished. Back again to the lodgings in Newmarket, out to a Chinese in Newmarket, and all the horsey crowd ended up on the brandies and the ports and everything. And you know yourself, great crowd, loads of Irish over there. So we're there day three. Pat, I said, Pat, this is the last day, and and you know he said we'll we'll try our best, and he's cool as a breeze. We bid on another few, nothing. 
back out again. This is like four o'clock in the afternoon. Out of 532 horses, it's coming like 511. Oh, Jesus. We've been there for three days trying to do this. Roscoe's deflated. I'm in bits. We're following horses. This, it's, just, it's just relentless. Next minute, Pat goes, <coughs> as he goes, I think we better. That's, that was almost an impersonation of a horse. <laughs> I, 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 I think we better go in here, he said. I think we better go in. And so, action stations, action stations. In we go. Pat stands in the same position. Half in, half out. Lot 527, uh, trained by Charles Bravery, finished third in a mating in Nottingham. This is a horse called Traverse, a lovely horse. Finished third, John Egan Road. I'll start over five furlongs. Must be more to come from this lovely sort. I will start the mating now at 10. Who'll give me 10? Who'll give me 8? Who'll give me 7? And now at this stage, most of the people have gone home. How come they start so high and then go Because down? you're trying to get the most money for the vendor. All right. If somebody so it always goes up high? They'll always start high. It's, the same, it buy, it's the same as buying a house. They're always going to start high. The problem right. is people come in buying a house well, what high. They, they don't come in low. About, oh yes, they'll go as low as they need then. Oh yeah. If 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 you he'll try and get normally the, the houses go up. I thought no, but it, if you, you start low and work your oh, way yeah. up. Yes, there's no point if the house this is, is starting <clears> high and working your way down. As my father said okay, to me, tr- uh, the, the, as he saw me heading up to the matrimonial bed. What did he say? Start low, work your way up. Tom. <laughs> start low and, Great advice, and you'll get Mr. to the top. <laughs> uh, like if you, the house is worth 500,000. 500, so you knew it was going... Give them a bit of 444. You knew it was going at five, so you I'll knew it was going to come down. So we hopefully we did. So he's trying to get the most for the vendor because the, they'll get 10% of the sale. The company, yes, Goffs yes. or Tatterstills or whoever it is. And then I went, oh, we started about to get five, 5,000, it'll give me five. And I'm looking around, there's nobody in the ring. And I'm going, please, please help us here. 4,000, I'll start about to get four. Who'll give me four? Who'll give me three? Three, five, three, three, five, two. Two five, oh, two five, two five. Do you think the horse knows no one wants to buy him? <laughs> the horse was rolling around in the fucking sand at this stage, going off oh, fuck this. The horse was there with his with her legs spread, just rubbing herself, going, buy me, please buy me. His lad was out. Traverse, meanwhile, Traverse was going around and round in the ring. Starting at two five, two five, okay, we'll open the bidding, starting at two five one. Fifteen hundred. Oh fuck. Fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifty okay, we'll start a bidding a thousand. Who bid a thousand? Oh, 500 kiddies now. We'll start a bit. And Pat Flynn just Fuck flicks, me. flicks his finger. Flicks his finger. 500 we have. 500 we have. And we start about 500. 500. 600 we have. 600 kiddies. 700. 700 kiddies. 800. 800 kiddies. 850. 850 around the room. 850 around the room. 900. 900. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000 kiddies. We'll call him on the one now. Call it twice. Sold. Woo! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then all of a sudden, it was fucking mayhem. I just erupted. I was going, we're out to fucking buy the horse. We're out to buy the horse. And it's my horse. Now, Traverse went out the other side. So I get Roscoe. I said, boys, boys, boys. Come on. And we legged it around. And, and everyone else thought you were mental. And, and as we met Traverse, he was coming out the chute on the far side. And this blonde girl from Nottingham, who was minding him from the Giles Bravery stable, she yeah. goes, he's my... <laughs> Did you ask, did you have to buy her as well? Did you come with the horse? <laughs> <laughs> she was this little one. She's like, she was tears in her eyes. She goes, I said, how are you? What's your name? She goes, uh, Samantha. I said, Samantha, we're just after, I know, he's my baby. <laughs> and I've seen he's gone now. And she's crying. I said, don't be sad. We're making a TV show about him. I'm going to take really good care of him. And he will be in the best of hands. And he, oh, she goes, because these girls and these fellas, these boys who look after the stable lasses and, and boys and girls and men and women absolutely adore the horse from six in the morning till 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 night time, till they put them up. So she was in tears. And then I was there, tell me about the horse. Oh, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. Be kind to him. And I said, has he ever been in Ireland? And she didn't get the joke at all. No, nah, he's never been anywhere apart from the stables in Nottingham. I said, I know he finished third. And were you there? No, it wasn't. And she crying. I said, here. So I took out 20 quid sterling. And for luck, you always give luck when you buy a horse. I says, there you go. Keep in touch with us. That's a good thing to do if ever you see a woman crying. Give her 20 Just pounds. give her money. Preferably sterling. It's worth now. more. There There's 20 quid. Shut up. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> go away and cry somewhere else. I just gave her money for luck. And she goes, oh, thank you very much. I said, look at it. It's good advice for any married man or many, any yeah, man in a relationship. Yeah, just give her money. If, if you walk into the kitchen and, and the wife is crying, just say, yeah, there's 20 quid. No, no give her off. more than that. A hundred <laughs> No, 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 no. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say fuck off, Tommy. You go in and you go in and the wife is bawling and it's about one o'clock in the day. Dr. Phil is on and you you say here, here's fifty quid now for luck. Good no, luck. Fuck for off the yeah. centre and get something for dinner. <laughs> I love scallops. I love scallops. I love And if it's a Friday, if it's a Friday, if it's a Friday evening about four o'clock, in the pocket there's a fifty quid for luck now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great God. idea. And every woman would just stop crying straight away. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. Gave her the money, and then I met the horse for the first time. And within two days, we were waiting for the horse to arrive from England by post. <laughs> he arrived, and he stood Flat at packed. he stood at a little yard near Pony the, Express near the <laughs> <laughs> near the Curra. And we got him in, and we got him there. And then it was a whole journey of buying the colours, getting them to Ireland. Getting what colours did you pick? I picked pink. Cerise pink, bright pink with polka dot yellow all over. And so I wanted to, I wanted to see the horse. I wanted to see him coming from afar. So we went to a lady in Kildare, one of the best silk makers. So we filmed all that. We filmed them arriving on the truck, coming to a stable and in, in, me feeding them for the first night. A sunset uh, went down over Ballangara stables. Very romantic. And then it was our horse. It was my horse. And from that moment on, Pat Flynn trained him. He was the only horse on the gallops that didn't like going up the gallops because he was mad. He liked coming down the gallops because Pat said he's fucking... He won't go uphill. Give him two there and Pat with the Waterford accent. Are you Hector? And I said, how is he? Well, he's a bit crazy Hector. He likes going down the gallops and not going up the gallops. <laughs> Every other horse would be... He was anti-clockwise. 
So they're going up the gallops and then you see Ireland coming the other way. And he wouldn't go on the weighing machine because he didn't like the sound of his hooves on the weighing machine. So, yeah, so Pat was going, uh, I don't really know what weight he is because he doesn't like getting on the weighing thing. I said, what? He said, Hector, he's a bit skatey. And uh, so he left him with that. So Traverse, he got him stronger, he got him fitter and we go to Galway for our first ever race. Again, Roscoe all there, me in the suit and the Now, he's a, he's a national hunter Horse. No, he's a sprinter. He's a sprinter. Oh my God. He was a sprinter. But the beautiful thing was <laughs> that I didn't know that when you have a horse like that, you have to handicap him, which means you have to run him three times so the official stewards mm-hmm. can then give him his rating for what weight he carries and yes. all that. He's handicapped. Mm. He has to win three, he has to run in three races. All right. <laughs> so Pat Flynn and the beauty of Pat Flynn and the binoculars and it's sweating and I'm in Galway in the September and the heat is pumping down on a lovely September day and we're standing there and the horse looks great. And I'm there going, Pat, Pat, has he any chance? What's the story? Well, Hector, we're just giving him a look at, he's never been to the race course before in Ireland. We're just going to see how he gets on. And can you bet on on those races? Of course he could. He was was 20 to 1. So I went up and had 25 or 50 quid each way in him. And Pat was like, Hector, look at this is his first time in Galway. It's not an easy place to go. And I said, Pat, what's his chances? Because I I was in this world that I didn't really know much about, about being an owner. And he goes, well, look at Hector, we're going to see how he goes. It's it's Galway's a tough track. You know what the hill is like. And I know it's your home track. And he doesn't like, he doesn't like going up the hill. He doesn't. <laughs> He'd be running down the hill. In Galway, it's fierce when you come round that bend in Galway and you rise. You can hardly see the winning post. So anyway, I, all, all I wanted to do was stand like all the other owners in the stand with a pair of binoculars and just look at houses and stuff. And look at look at buildings like Boston Scientific and, Med, and Medtronic and go. These binoculars are really fucking good. And then oh yeah, where's the first? I just love that idea of loads of people putting binoculars. <laughs> talking to one another <laughs> and all the little things hanging off the side of it like I've been to loads of race courses look at all the yokes I keep on my badges and I I had the binoculars up I couldn't even see where the <laughs> and I was there to pass where are they Pat? he goes no they're over there <laughs> I just wanted Roscoe to get that great shot of me as an owner so anyway didn't look at he ran him over a mile and two so he broke out of the stalls and Pat was like, I was there, Patty excited. He goes, Ah, oh, sure, look at Hector. Because he's done this thousands of times. And I was there going, Look, look at this, this is great, but this is traverse, this is my horse. Fucking hell, I'm so nervous. And next minute, ah, the riders are off, the white flag is raised. And they're off. And then Pat goes, Well, he came out of the stalls anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and next minute, and I said, da, 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 da. we're following them around. We're following. I said, Pat, how's he doing? He says, shut up and watch the race. I said, Pat, he's, Pat, Pat, and he comes down to the dip in the hill. <laughs> and I'm there, Pat, he's dropping back. <laughs> Pat, he's, dro- he's, he's dropping back. Said, you should have put Pat on the Pat, horse. He's, he's dropping back. And he goes, and then he, <laughs> he dropped back to stone last. And then he's come in really nice and quietly, about 25 <laughs> <laughs> and it's all, 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 all over the line and I'm looking back and your man is still he's obviously gone to Supermax for a burger he's down in the hole in the wall having a pint and I go and he just trots in at the end of it and I'm supposed to be excited going what the fuck is that Pat what, what is that and he goes mm, well, well Hector well look at it just doesn't suit him but you know the genius of Pat Flynn my horse was a five furlong 52nd explosive sprinter. Yes. And he was running him over a mile and So two. the horse would be exhausted. Yeah. And so his handicap rating would be down, okay. down, down. So after the three races, he'd have less of a weight put on him, which means a bigger chance of winning. We did, I didn't know he was, <coughs> Pat didn't know he was a five furlong sprinter. He didn't he, know he was a sprinter. 
he had to sort of find out himself yes, yes. what's his best trick. Of course. And that's what trainers do. They try and get a low handicap mark for their horse so he has a better chance. Yes. And maybe he's better than that. Eight weeks later, Ballinrobe, beautiful. October day, I'm up there. It's fantastic. I knew the horse was fit. Pat said he was fit. And the horse wins in Ballinrobe over a five furlong sprint. And I swear to God, legs go to jelly. Johnny Murta rings me mobile. He's over in England riding a group one winner. He said, I'm in the way room here in, in England. We've just seen Traverse win. And he said, fucking get in there. I said, Johnny, I don't know what to say. The horse won in Ballinrobe over five furlongs. One going away. It was like a BMW and Ford Fiestas. Danny Grant was, was riding him. Or Sean Cleary rode him. And he had his hat. He, he was looking under his legs. It was all over. The horse blitzed them over five furlongs. Wow. And we had it on camera. I ran round to Martin who was driving the truck all the way from Waterford and all the people that came up from Pat's stables. I was there. These are the people that mind the horse. This victory is for them. These are the people behind the scenes that you never see that at one o'clock in the morning they'll be outside a chipper in Kilkenny getting my horse home safe and sound. Now, to me, is it an unlikely story that you buy a horse that nobody else really wanted to buy? It's, it's a dream, Tom. And that it's you then win a race. On camera. On yeah, a, amazing. On, on a TV show. It was Amazing. incredible. Sean Cleary rode him, a young lad from, from, from Athlone, his mother and father, beautiful people. Three weeks after Sean Cleary rode my horse to victory, he died after, being, after falling off a horse in Galway. He fell off a horse at 20 years, 21 years of age. His girlfriend was pregnant with their baby at the time, his fiance, and Sean died after getting a kick. Uh, he died tragically in Galway three weeks after riding our horse to victory. So they put our colours on Sean Cleary's coffin and uh, we had a, a very, very sad couple of days in, in Athlone, weeks after Traverse winning. And uh, couldn't, believe the, couldn't believe the news that young Sean Cleary, who was such a, up, a great upcoming young flat jockey, was killed tragically, falling off a horse at 50 miles an hour where he was clipped on hard ground. Went into a coma and never recovered. So wow. we had tragedy three weeks after. Isn't that yeah. incredible? So, <laughs> so we, we, we soldiered on. Two weeks after that, after Sean passed, he was ready to go again. We went to Down Royal. Pat, ready to go. Is that where you met Alex That's Higgins? That's where I met Alex Higgins. Now, we were favourite this time. We're 11 to 2 favourite. And then Pat told me just before the off, he said, Hector, this horse is in the best shape. I, can, I think he'll win again. And I went, oh my God. Me and Roscoe. I said, turn off that camera there. Quickly. How much money have you won? <laughs> and I said to everyone, how much money? I said, I knew I had, a, I had a good whack on me. And I said to Roscoe, how much have you? And he said, I have a good whack. I said, turn on, put that camera down here and let's go up here and let's attack. So we went up and we had a good each way bets in about six or seven different bookies all along the line. All along the line. Like, a, like good each way bets. And we said, this is it, Roscoe. This is it. Higgins comes up to me about 10 minutes before that. He goes, Hector, I hear you're doing something. Well, that horse of yours win, there was about four lads behind him with about six rings on each finger and some nice tattoos on each arm. And he goes, and, and I knew the boys were on the juice. They were drinking all day. And I said, Alex, that horse will win. He was publicising some drama or some little play that was on in Belfast. At About the time, him. A one-man thing. Yeah. And I said, Alex, are you on a day out? He said, I am, Hector. I said, it's a pleasure to meet you. Got a photograph. I said, he said, will that horse win, Hector? I said, this horse will win today. That'll do. Said nothing. Later on that afternoon, they came up and they hugged me and everything. And Alex said, that was fantastic, Hector. We all backed it. So Traverse won doing handstands. One going away. Another four-length victory. And I couldn't... Are you thinking now, me we, and might, Roscoe, we might have something special on our hands? Me and Roscoe couldn't fit the money in our pockets. We couldn't fit the money in our pockets coming out of Down Royal. It's called the maze. 
the, wow. the nickname on Down Royal is the Maze. So we we had we we're making a TV show, and from my five my my cheap cheap horse. And but getting my colours and that weak little horse that came from England, he had now won two races. This was unbelievable stuff. Yeah. So I knew we had a good series. But for us, the journey of buying a racehorse was complete because I had bought a racehorse. We had gone through every part of owning a racehorse, training them, getting them to the races, the joys, the lows, the highs. Didn't Pat have a great eye for spotting the horse? Unbelievable. At the sales. On, it was incredible, incredible. And that man risked his reputation by letting A, a TV crew in and B, a cheap horse. And we made a show. Is there any way that it was another horse that he painted <laughs> to look like the horse that you bought? Uh, so what happened know. after the third race? Uh, after the third traverse, then uh, he goes. Then that was it for the season, and then we brought him back. What happened traverse? We tried it. Then he he sort of ran out of form the following year, and then he just lost his form and it petered out. But we had made a full series and then an hour long special called "What Happened Traverse," where he went on and tried to win another few races. But for him to win two races in the first, did series, he ever win again? No, never ran again. Never run. Never won a race again. <coughs> so he won two he won two for us so they're finicky like that so when they change from three year old to four year old or four year old to five year old to five year old to six year old some horses could be the best horse in the world at two years of age okay. and then as a, third, a three year old things happen during the winter they don't train on it's called not training on and Traverse look at we had our joy we had our great times with him. It, was, it was brilliant Is it a sad story to ask what happened to him after all the years of running? No but he where retired. is he? He, he, just, he, he retired he was put out to grass where? In, in, in the field. Down in Waterford. Okay. Yeah. Could just live to happy he, life. He lives a happy life. Is he still alive? No, he's long gone. He, he passed away. Them horses pass away. But uh, he passed away. How, how did he pass he away? Passed he, he passed happily. He passed happily in the field. All right. How old would they live now, them horses? That depends. Some of them, but like, he got, I think he got, he picked up a bit of colic. Okay. And then w- once you pick up a bit of colic, there's no going back. Okay. Plus there's a lot of injuries that can happen, but when the colic struck, it was in, yeah. But like Traverse, Traverse, it's not like a, a rock and roll star, like he's in his 80s now and he's sitting back in a manor. <laughs> Smoking so cigars and eating horses, burgers. Horses pass away, horses get injured, okay. horses don't train on. The best of horses that are worth millions. Some people will spend 500,000 sterling on a horse or 10 million on a horse or 1 million on a horse or 40,000 on a horse and they'll never ever get to experience what I experienced. I swear to God, the adrenaline and the legs going to jelly and the elation of your horse winning a race is 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 unparalleled, unrivaled. Bad but the mad thing was, it was a big hit for RT, and then it was uh, it was broadcast in Australia, and it was broadcast in Canada, and it was broadcast in a number of places around the world. It was incredible. It was brilliant. I was just so happy I did it for horse racing, and to spend cheap money on a on a little horse called Traverse. It was fantastic. I still have a copy of the DVD. I think I and have, have a you copy. still got a copy of the VIP memories, magazine. Fond memories, great times. People, where can people watch that documentary? I think it's up on the full thing is up on YouTube. YouTube Only Fools by Horses. It's okay. up on YouTube, and uh, will we post a few of these? Oh, we we'll definitely have to. This is complete cringe. We're definitely Tommy, did you ever do any VIP? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. I always had more. Well, we'll class. have to find one. No, we'll find one. come on. Okay. <laughs> Larita, have you done VIP? I certainly. Well, you fucking will be soon enough. We'd like to announce as well this week that the THL pod is getting involved in team sponsorship. Yeah, we're getting into it in a big way <laughs> in the now. GAA. Yeah, look at Emirates. Emirates, Sponsor- Samsung's, Anusi. Do you want to have THL pod on your jersey? That's so the question. Now, now, there you this go. This podcast would like to sponsor a team, a GAA a team. A couple of teams, an, maybe. An adults GAA team. We're going to do three teams uh, around the country. We would like you to go to thlpod.com and you have a page. That's all you have, a page to tell us why 
your team. Tell us about your club, but tell us why your team should receive sponsorship from THLPod.com. We'll buy you a full set of jerseys and all that kind of malarkey and you'll have THL pod written across the front we want to sponsor your local senior football team so get in contact THLpod.com there's a little place there where you can let us know why your team should be chosen and me and Hector will definitely go and give the jerseys to the winning team and Tommy if you would be up for it would like of course he's around the country we, well. could, we can organise you come it. as well Tommy I don't, Larissa I don't do people I know you don't, but me and Hector will definitely come Lads, to the club if, I, I, if you're I'm the telling successful you now, winner. It doesn't matter what size of club it is, but when you are searching the parish for a sponsor at the start of every season, when your 16s or your 19s have gone into this and you're looking for a set of jerseys and you're saying, we can't go asking him again. We can't go asking that lady again. We can't go back to that shop again. We can't ask that, that builder's providers. When you get a new set of jerseys in the club, it is absolutely... Are we flying them out to Spain for a bit of warm weather training? <laughs> no. La Manga. No, La Man- no, 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 we're not. No, we're not. No, no, so a no. set of jerseys to your club. Are we, are we provide- adult club. Adult. Who are you? Where are you? What's your parish? And tell me they why. They have to take it on from a there. A brand new set of THL jerseys. THL Imagine pod. not having to go looking for a sponsor. And the other thing is, if you think about it, there's 297 clubs in this country. There'll only be three in the country that will have the THL pod jersey on. Christ Almighty! We'll do it today, boys! We'll do it now! There must be more than that clubs. 297, I think. In in one in county. Ar- in Ireland. 297 clubs. 7,000 clubs. You can come back to me on that. No, sorry. 297 senior teams in the country because when Corafin won three in a row that was a statistic I heard in Croke Park and Corafin have just won it three in a row All-Ireland Club 297 teams started the tournament Corafin and the All-Ireland Club champions on a score of 117 to 114 Terms and conditions apply that may not be the amount but it's so it's basically adult teams of any Genre, a brand new set of jerseys. Yeah. I swear to God, you can you can advertise a fucking house today. We're giving away in our draw a three bedroom house here in Kilogland. Forget about it today in the draw. We're giving away a brand new Audi A4. Forget about it today on thlpod.com. We're giving away three sets of jerseys, and they have to wear our faces oh, on their jersey for a whole year. It's not our faces. It's just, it's just no, it'll be our faces. It'll be the better. THL pod will be straddled oh, across the yeah. chest of the country. Put our faces on. It'll be great to have our faces on the jerseys. That's all from us today, everybody. If you have enjoyed this episode, please uh, be sure to go to our subscriber episode, which is out every Monday. Sign up now on thlpod.com. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.